And and you said the the thing I hate about myself the most is I I didn't get picked on for being a chubby kid because I made fun of myself first. Yeah, I always downgraded myself, so yeah. they couldn't really make fun of me because I'd walk in and say I'm the fattest kid in the room. Or well, I'm, I'm, yeah, blah, blah. there's the thing if you're at school, if you look like me and you're at school, you've really got to make a choice. You've got to say right, I'm I can either be a target or I'll make myself a bigger target. And confidence is unnerving to bullies. They don't like it. They, they really, that is like kryptonite to a bully is confidence. You have a quick wit. Yeah. Or if you're just, just, just confident. Like I was talking to my son the other day and he was, this is a few months ago and he was sort of, he was, he'd come home. He was a bit upset and it was because a, a friend of his who he considered a real friend had pushed him over. And he said, it just really upset me. I don't say, I really, he said, I felt like I wanted to cry and I really had to hold on. To, and, I was, and I just said, you know what you've got to do next time if that happens? Because uh, it wasn't like he was being bullied anyway. It was like a silly thing on a, you know. But he humiliated him. Yeah. And I said, you know what you want to do? You, you should go. And, he, and he, this guy pushed, this kid had pushed him over because he, uh, their team won in a soccer match. And I said, you know what you've got to do? I said, you just got to crack up laughing. Just crack up laughing and go, David's so upset that he lost that game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, Alan's so upset that this happened. We just look what I like. I, that's hilarious. And I was like, it will unnerve people like you've never known. If people, if, if you're just hysterically, lo if you just start laughing, like, oh my God, look at this guy. So look how upset he is. So what's know? the advice? The advice is when you feel humiliated, own it. Own just it. own it and be like, look at, or just be, refuse to be humiliated yourself. Refuse to be shamed by it. Refuse to be shamed by it. So if you're, if you're fat, refuse to be shamed by it. Right. If you make a choice to go, you, if, if it makes you uncomfortable, then that's really, that's really about you. Was there, I'm fine. was there ever a time in your life when you were growing up, you said, okay, I'm overweight. I'm going to turn myself into Superman. Oh, every I'm gonna, other Thursday. I'm going to diet. I'm going to mm. work out. I am going to get so fucking ripped. Yes. I'm going to have every chick blowing me and fucking me every well, that, minute. Not so much that, but yes, I do think all the time. I still have that thought. I had it last night. Like, <laughs> I know. This is relentless. <laughs> right. And I still have this vision that on, on some level I will be able to, to pull that off. Like I used to be a lot bigger than I, than I am now. I used to be a, a lot bigger and then I, Lost and then now I'm probably like right in between the two. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, what happens to you? What is your, first of all, I watched your, uh, I thought it was great when you went to Mark Wahlberg's house. Oh yeah. That, whole, that is great. <laughs> that probably got 10 billion views too. It is fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Like no bullshit. You got up at like, you had to get yeah, up yeah. at like midnight. I got up at, I got up at, uh, I got up, I think at quarter to three. Yeah. yeah. The dude works out at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. First mm. he, he gets up, he eats his breakfast yeah. at two in the morning. Yeah. Then at four. Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, whatever yeah. his name is, he he then works out. Yeah, does a full workout. No, no, he prays first. So he wakes up, does prayer, then has what is a, this prayer? He's I, doing do, I, I I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Prayer I didn't can't wait till later. I in just the day. think prayer. I think. I think it's. I think it's. You know. I think for him, he thinks. Yeah, I wake up, start the day, prayer. He has like an egg white omelet, and then starts working out at four a.m. Right till five thirty. Then he has a shake. Then he sits with his kids, takes his kids to school, then plays golf. You were funny. Fifty you go, meatballs. You go, you go. I like. I like um, the shake and the breakfast part. I yeah. like having two meals. Right. Right. Yeah. At the for start sure. That's sensational. Like, but you actually worked out with him. I was yeah. quite impressed. It seemed to me you were keeping up with him. I don't know if that was editing or what. I think. I think he may not have been perhaps 
going at it at quite the same level that he normally does. And and, and when you were working out with him, I was really afraid you were going to have a heart attack. I mean, <laughs> I, I really was. I no, mean, I'm you pretty. Were go- f- it's not that I'm pretty. I'm all right fitness wise. You are. My fitness is all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and for and sure. I noticed when you were working out with him, and you made a point of saying this. He has a giant poster of himself. <laughs> uh, in the workout room and you even said to him do you always work out looking at a giant poster of yeah. yourself but he seemed to try he got a little embarrassed and he said no 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 i don't always do that but what was that i don't know what that was i wonder if and i don't know if this is true at all i really don't but i wonder if like some of his friends or whatever perhaps own the company that was on the t-shirt and thought oh that's what let's take down that thing because I think he put it outside of the room, right. not thinking that we'd ever film in that corner. So I think that might be... <laughs> it was his product placement? It might, but I don't think from him. I think from one of his friends. I think. I don't know that for sure. Yeah, but I, it, reading between the lines, I was like, oh, that isn't always there. <laughs> you know? It would have been cool if he said to you, look, dude, I'm trying to get... I'm, I'm, doing, I'm working out with you. I, I want product placement. Yeah. I want to promote this thing. But then I think he's smart, he's smart enough to know that that would get cut from the show. So... so in other words, when I was watching you do that, I said, what if James really all of a sudden reinvented himself? And, you know, you're a good-looking dude, so you're a couple of pounds heavy. You could just <laughs> sculpt, like, you could become the next The Rock, you know what I mean? And really get ripped, right? I it, look, it crosses my mind all the time. Have you ever gotten into shape? Have you ever, like, completely gotten down to weight? I've never been down to, I've, I've been, I think the, the, the lightest I've been is, like, 200 and 12 pounds something like that right i think right now i'm like 233 234 and then How tall have, are you uh not tall enough to be 233 right right so, <laughs> um, and then and then i my biggest i think i was like 280 wow. and then i've been also even this year i've been like 250 because i just so what happens like do you bread bread, bread. happens bread, bread happens and bread <laughs> bread is so the good absolute destroyer of me right and it's everywhere everywhere you can't move for it it's like do you ever curse bread out do you ever say bread look oh yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah bread stay out of my life well also we have a lot of guests come to stay right so my my wife's parents my mother-in-law and father-in-law are both very very healthy super like it's fantastic but their breakfast of choice is sourdough toast oh. which is the very thing <laughs> that's I your mean. kryptonite i mean i would but Do what if anything. you had sourdough toast and then like nothing else? What if you just had two slices of sourdough toast for breakfast? But I've done that, and it, yeah. that sourdough just lives underneath <laughs> my chin. Do you know what I mean? Causes sailing. It just goes, yeah. Like, and so I just look. I would love to figure that out. I would love to come back here in a year, yeah. and you'd go, "Oh my god, what has happened?" That imagine. is what. Imagine, imagine. Because one of my favorite things to watch on TV, honest to God, yeah were these weight loss shows uh-huh. where they have a bunch of guys and girls and they're, but I mean, morbidly obese. And then a year later, you know, after they put them through this you know, rigorous program, they come back really. And some of the people are really like phenomenally oh, yeah. good yeah. looking. Their whole lives change. Yeah. It's the, the makeover shows. They're the greatest. Yeah. Well, my theory is, so this is, this is my theory that, that I, I think my, my intention is to try and peak around 45. <laughs> Right. Right. So how old are you now? 40. 40. So most Perfect. people, most people get less good looking. Yes. And I reckon if you're really fat when you're 20, you can defy the entire aging process. Yes. So 45 to 55, people are like, what? I agree with that plan. <laughs> you know what even happened for me? I mean, I'm not a good looking guy. 
But I like disagree you, with this. Well, well, thank you. But if you see me on the cover of Rolling Stone, I look absolutely gorgeous. Oh, yeah. And, they, you know, they didn't Photoshop or anything. Sure. I realized what happened. It was so heinous for so long. I kind of peaked yes. in my 50s. Yes. And kind of got up there. And, You're right. And, you have. You've got better looking. Yes. I was just in the restroom I was a with a private parts poster. And you are way better looking <laughs> yes. now than you were then. Because people it's, have a low expectation. And you've got it. your John Varvatos now. <laughs> yeah, you weren't wearing that before. Together. You've really pulled the whole thing through. I didn't do that in my 20s. No way. No, no way. Oh, it's so great. But what? you eat super healthy, right? You eat, you eat, you don't eat meat, right? I, I don't eat meat. So I've try, I've been trying to do that. Yeah, but f- even forget that. I mean, what I've, what I, I do is that I just like, I just have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's mm-hmm. it. I eat what I want, but that's it. I don't eat in between. See, what I have, to, see, I, if I did that, I would, I think, well, well, that's normally what I do. I pretty much stay the same. Yeah. So what I have to do is, if if I want to make this choice, if I want to be your big reveal yeah. in a year, yeah. maybe we'll have like a a, a paper. <laughs> A, wa- a paper wall and I'll through, burst through it. Through your own picture <laughs> when you were heavier. Right. Um, I would have to do more than that. Yeah, right. for sure. So, you know, I'm thinking about you. Yeah. You're doing very well. Thanks. You got the Tonys again, which we're going to get to. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking about this uh, show at 1237 at night. Yeah. Uh, CBS loves your ass, <laughs> right? Mm. Uh, contract negotiation is coming up. Yes. It's, well, it's, it's, yeah. Why do you get embarrassed when I say Because it's been going on for quite a while. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. They're not uh, agreeing to your terms. It's not even terms, really. It's not even terms. I just have to physically think about what I want to do, really. That's it. That's Isn't mainly that, it. When you say what I want to do, and I, because you would be helping me with this. In other words, you don't know yourself well enough about whether or not you should do what. In other words, you're not sure. What, the, the, the problem is you don't know what you want to do. Yeah. That's you're not it. saying it's CBS's problem. No. They're willing to pay you. Yeah. What is it you want? That's it. And that's the question. And that is the question. Well, what do you want? And that's, I don't know. Well, what, because, is the, what are the options? Well, I could, you know, I could, I could, I, I have no idea what the is, options wait are. Wait a second. Is one of the options ex- to walk away from 1230 at night? I, I don't, I honestly, I genuinely don't know. I just have to really give it some real thought because what I don't want to do and what I've really always look when I took the job, I never, ever thought this is it now. That's it. 20 years. Yeah. You're interesting. That 20 way. years. We'll just be behind this desk. I'll be richer than I ever imagined. Oh my God. I can get into jets. I can get into yachts. You this never wanted to be Johnny Carson. That wasn't your goal. That's <clears throat> no. what I want to make clear. No. So this job isn't your be all and end all. And you've never had trouble getting work. You were a Broadway actor. You worked at uh, the theater in London. You were, you always were, you were an actor. Yeah. And, and, a, and a comedian and a, well, a jack of, of, yeah, a yeah, jack of all just, trades. And I would write things. And yeah, so I just have to think. And what I don't want to do, what I really don't want to do is, so I, do you remember, uh, and I thought it was one of the best things he ever said, when, when David Letterman uh, announced that he was stepping down, yeah. he said, and I thought it was incredible, he said, I told myself that the day I got bored of this job, a decade later I'd retire. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just a brilliant line. And what I don't want to do, what I never want to do, is get to a point where it's just like, oh, I'm still doing this. I just always want it to be alive, and I and I and I, and I would hope the trick is to go. Do you know what? I never got bored of it. I never got bored of it, and I just and I did it for absolutely the right amount of time. And it was a kind of punk move when I decided to do it. And I wonder what the next punk move might be. Yeah, because like, because I look at guys like Craig Kilborn, 
this guy was the host of yes. Late Night and mm. stuff. And the guy, the guy had a nice career going. For sure. And he said, I, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. He walked away from it. I know. It. And you don't even hear from this guy And this anymore. plays on my mind. And, and that's yes. something I would have to make peace with. Should I ever decide to not do it again? And I don't think I'm ready to stop it now. I really don't. Right. I don't think I'm... If, if, if you said to me, you're ending in a few months, I would be distraught. So you would? Yeah, I think but, so. But wouldn't there be a certain joy? You, you're the kind of guy who likes not knowing exactly what his next thing is. And, I really and do. And discovering that. I really do. But I do feel like there's, a, there's still some life in our show to be explored i feel like we've got to a point now where we can get guests to come and do things and i'm like oh we're in a real sweet spot so so it would be i think it would be silly to stop now i do so I do what is the big silly. decision this is what I, in other words you do want to continue with the show that yeah. we know i think yeah i'm pretty sure i do yeah so what are you having trouble deciding there's just a couple of other things that i just have to figure out that's it really what, what, tell me because this is you, you wouldn't you would be helping me i i might even call you off the air to hear about this nothing would give me more pleasure yes i want to know in other words from anyone else's viewpoint from anybody in show business or some guy just working a job mm. saying this guy's on top of the world he's got his own show you know but i also know that you weren't looking for this show i really know that because les moonbez discovered you mm. he went to see you in a play in london yeah, oh, he it, yeah, here and in New York. He, he was after you to do this show for a really long time. Yeah, he kept courting you. Mm -hmm. He said this guy would be terrific in late night, which mm -hmm. is really an unbelievable uh, um, observation to see you in a play and say this is my guy for late night. Yeah, it's he, madness, really. If I think madness. about it too long, it's a, it's a really silly. It's a, it makes no sense, really. What was the show that you were in? I was in a play called One Man Two Governors. That yeah. was the play where you brought Donald Trump up That's on stage, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You used yeah. to bring people up from the audience. Every night we would bring people up on stage and I would get them to move something for me on stage. It was like a big trunk. So, so anything could happen. It was a spontaneous kind of moment in yeah, the show. Yeah, every night in the show I would try to move a, 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 like a, a big trunk and I couldn't do it. And I would go, oh, will you two come and help me? And doing that play was a, a real riot. But by the time we'd got to New York, we'd already done it like 400 times. Is that a drag? Like in the oh, sense sometimes, that, yeah, yeah. Because you're be. doing the same thing. It can be, for right, sure. Right. And it's really hard sometimes. Right. But sometimes it's a joy. But you could tell in that play, within the first 10 minutes, whether it was going to be a show, a good show, or one of your best shows. And you could tell. Really? But you could tell in the laughs of the first 10 minutes what where how far you could drag that audience to to do it you could size up the audience For within sure. 10 minutes there was a few there was enough jokes in the first 10 minutes that you could work out whether they actually wanted to be there or not because some you know, nights people are uproariously yeah. laughing and yeah and, and they're and, just in it and they want to have a great time and then other times they just don't and we were, is it pure drudgery when the audience isn't with you oh it's hard yeah you're like come on come on and you they wish you could it. you wish you could go out before a play and go just so you know you 800,000 people, you're the only thing that's different tonight. Right. And you will have an impact on whether, what kind of show you see this evening, so how you react. So it's not doing the same show every night. It's whether or not you get a good, good audience. Yeah, for sure. Which, I mean, I don't know. I've never done a play that's incredibly serious without laughs. Right. I have no idea what that must feel like, where you don't know if people are enjoying it or not until the very end. It's almost like a play like that should put people in the audience as shills to get the audience laughing in a sense. To, Maybe. To, you know what I mean? To, because yeah. sometimes people don't know how to laugh. They, 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 they're too reserved or something. So the night that you brought it to New York, so Trump. Trump is there. And, and I said to a brilliant actor called Ollie Chris, 
we heard that Trump was in. And almost every night in that play, there was someone incredible in the audience. But you can't bring them up, them up on stage. It's disrespectful. You can't bring up Gene Wilder, die. you, Tom Hanks. You can't. It's, you, you absolutely, it's just a no-no. Well, I know. I'd be terribly embarrassed. Yeah, exactly. And I'd right. be embarrassed to do that to such a person. However, Donald, and I said to Ollie, I was like, Donald Trump is the only person <laughs> we'll love we it. can bring on stage. I said, because half the audience don't really like him anyway. Right. So we either win with everybody or we win with half the audience. And this is before he ran for before, president. Oh, way before, yeah, right. way before. This is in 2012. Okay. So I said, uh, I said, I said, if it's not going great, I'm going to bring him up. And we were like, that's okay. That'll be fine. Yeah, that'll and make then, an amazing night. Yeah. And then it was one of those days of, biblical rain for an hour in new york in the summer the heavens just opened which always makes for a bad show because people, people are soaking sat down wet. their knees are wet that like, i don't want to be here i just want to be snuggled up at home anyway it's not it's not a great audience and i think and this is now show 425 and i think fuck it i'm just so i and i went and he was about halfway back on the aisle is he with melania yeah oh and i grabbed his arm yeah and I said, you're coming with me. He, and he resist, laughed. He? No, no, he no. laughed. Yeah. And he came up and the audience goes wild. And I started saying, I need you to move this. This is a thing called manual labor. You'll have never done this before. It's <laughs> <laughs> something new. Yeah. And I sort of, and I moved him around and I fired him and all things like this. And it was fun. But here's the thing I remember most about it. <clears throat> when the people would go off, I'd get them to move this trunk and take it into the wings out of this door. And then our stage manager would stand with the people and, he, and they'd often be a bit shell-shocked that they were just on stage. And he'd say, <clears throat> look, you did great. It was fantastic. Wait here. James is going to call you back. You'll walk across the stage and back to your seats. You did great. Right. And I said to our stage manager, I said, what was he like in the wings? And I shit you not. I promise you this was the response. He went, it was like he thought he was the president of the United States. He went round shaking everybody's hand in the wings but not in a genuine way, in a, this is a big deal for you. Yeah. This is a big deal for you. <laughs> You're getting dumb. to shake my hand. Yeah. But. No one you, had ever done that. No. And you can't argue with the charisma of the man because, to his credit, he goes up and people are laughing by the end. Huge cheer because what a great sport. You right. Know? He came off. And, yeah. and that's why he won the election in a sense. 100%. Because he came off like a good sport and was willing to talk to everyone. And, and, and he, he knew how to communicate, like a, I often say, like a dude. That's why he was always a good guest on my show. But he's just couldn't he somehow just sort of say shit and go and, 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 let, and let things slide off him. You know, it's an amazing So skill. in a sense, he won over the audience that night at the show. I, yeah, I think he did. Well, and also, I think the audience felt like, oh, what a treat. You know, that right. they saw something that they knew was Special. real, that wasn't, you know what I mean? And, uh, and also, he wasn't running to be the president of the United States. He was the host of The Apprentice. Are you, you know? a Trump supporter at all? No. You are not? No. Do you feel odd uh, now that he's president and you had this moment with him? Do you feel conflicted <laughs> Well, in I wonder way? if, I don't feel conflicted at all. Right, there yeah. is zero <laughs> Conflict. There's right. zero conflict in right. me. I'm impressed Trump was out of play. I didn't even think he went to those kinds of things. He shows up at everything. He shows up. <laughs> he's everywhere. But uh, right. yeah, no, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a supporter. And um, and I agree completely with your theory that I don't think he ever really wanted no, to do it. I, I think I, he's enjoying it now. 
Like watching him in London with the Queen at Buckingham Palace, that's the shit he's into. That's all. That's he what I was wondering that. what you thought of that whole thing. Because he I did think he loves it. that exact thing. He said wonderful things about the Queen because he wanted to make her like him. Of course, he loves yeah. the whole thing. The pump, the ceremonies on the chair. And, and your pal is Prince Harry, actually. You have a relationship with him. And, and the royal family actually, uh, what, what, they didn't knight you, but they gave no. you an honor. Uh, yes, it's a, you're called a, an officer of the British Empire. Officer, I mean, that's a big <clears throat> deal for a guy who, you know. You, for sure, from, from High Wycombe. Yeah, 100%, sure. Yes. Are you looking for the upgrade later on? Well, I, d I don't even know how that happens. But, <laughs> I, I, you know, who I, I've, I genuinely I, don't know. How I got that, and I, I don't know what you do to get any others. I don't I'd like know. to see you upgraded. Actually, Would you? I was thinking about that. <laughs> Would you? You know, this play, this the 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 man, the governor, yes. whatever the hell it is, yeah. one you're, man, two governors, and yeah. I saw it's, it in London. Did you? Yes. No way. Absolutely, oh, I yeah. did. Yes. How is this the first time we're talking about this? I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> did you buy Harry and Meghan a baby gift? Uh. I think my wife might have done it. Yeah, I don't right. think I had it. What do you get do. for uh, those two? Because how do you, I mean. I, I honestly don't know, yeah. but, I, but I, I imagine, I, I think I think it's, that's the sort of thing I know my wife would do. Is a rattle to go shirt. Sure. <laughs> yeah. How about a Howard Stern onesie? I think a Howard Stern onesie, or just one of those really gauche, like Gucci baby tracksuits that they could never ever, they could never ever put him in, like but, DJ Khaled's son. You know, my, my father used to say to me all the time, he'd say, I don't care where you're broadcasting from, and this was early in my career, he'd say, you got to do a show every day, like you don't know who's listening, you got to do your best show. And, and my point is, with this play that you were doing, yeah, you know, every day you went out there, you try to do your best, and then one day, Les Moonves, who's the head of the CBS yeah. at the time, is sitting there in the audience, and you must have been so dynamic, and you must have been so on that night, that this guy turned to his wife and said, this is the guy I gotta get for late night television, which is so remarkable, really, and, and, and I, and I, I credit Les with this, because, it's it's very rare to see somebody up on a stage in a whole different venue, you know, a Broadway show. For sure. And yeah. then say he'd be a good late night talk show host. Yeah, I don't sort of get it a hundred percent. I've I've thought about it quite a lot and I don't I don't it's not I know what you mean. It's a very unnatural jump. Why did why did you turn it down so many times? Uh because I just didn't think I wanted to be a talk show host. And that's what made him want you more, I bet. I think so. Knowing less, he, yeah, you know, what he can't so. have. I think so. And I sort of, and I just, but then in truth, the more I thought about it and the more I actually thought about it, the more I thought, you're being so stupid here to, like, why would you, why would you walk away from, from this? You know, this is crazy. I mean, their first offers were appalling. Right. <laughs> financially. That's why you so walk away. That made it very easy in yeah. that respect. But then it, then it became a thing where it was like, well, actually, I don't have to make a talk show. I just have to make whatever I want to make. Sure. And I, I should respect the, the constructs of, of late night television. But actually, you know, I, loads of friends of mine at home who love Jimmy Fallon and the Tonight Show doesn't play in the UK because they watch it on the Internet. And that's what they're into. And I was like, well, if we build a show that feels alive and vibrant with stuff that can be chopped up and shared online, then people will find it. And it, this might be a really fun adventure. That's you know? right. Now, now this contract negotiation, <laughs> I'm fascinated by this because I feel like the world is your oyster right now. I feel like what you're saying to me is you have a number in mind that you want financially to, to keep doing the show. And uh, it hasn't been met yet. It's no, that, it, it actually isn't. It, it actually isn't. It mine's more about time. 
I've, I've, I value time more than money. You've said and that, and so, you, even at your wedding, that you spent a lot of money on. You said, you know what, money's one thing, but the, I know I have only a certain amount of time on the planet, and yeah. I want it. Yeah. And so this is really about how you're going to spend your time. And time's the key, and is there time? Can I carve out time to, to perhaps do other stuff and still have, uh, you know, vacations with my children which i consider to be unbelievably important but is there a world in which i can have uh, time where where i'm perhaps not on as much where i would be able to do something else so that's should, interesting should that opportunity come my way what you you're know? looking for is maybe a reduced schedule maybe i'm not so be slightly flexible yes now what that would mean though in my mind if i'm the network are you willing to share your time slot with other people. In other words, would you be willing to have like guest hosts come guest in? Guest hosts. I'd let people go in for sure. Yeah. I'd, you yeah. sure you can yeah. live with that? Yeah, yeah. What if they fuck up and they start to lose audience for you? You see, that's what's going to be the weird thing. But then that would be all right. Cause then I would come you back look and good. go, look, yeah. it was all me. Yes. <laughs> the worst case scenario is what if it ticks up? That's right. That's, that's right. the thing you're scared of. And, and would you be able to live with that? I hope so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm able to live with until it comes along. But I, 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 uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm more just in it for the experience, you know? Is it a weird negotiation also? I'm talking business now because I'm curious. Les, you were very close to Les and his family and, yeah. and, 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 and because he discovered you in a way, I have a theory. I think you will get more money because Les is not there. Because before, it was like, here's the guy you had to negotiate with who you have to be beholden to. He discovered you. He it was like a sweetheart. He nurtured deal. you, all of this stuff. Yeah. Now he's out, as we know. Yeah. And uh, which, you know, I think in a way, now you can say, listen, assholes, I want more money. To be honest, I don't even know if it's, if, if it's a, a place where we, the, the, I think... I don't even know financially what, what, if there's, if that's even the, the conversation. Really? But I do, yeah, but I do understand your, your point, and I do think that there could be, should I explore it more? Yeah. Some truth there. Less it, did they know. make overtures yeah. to you after they took over to let you know you were appreciated? Uh, yeah. Oh, good. No. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That, look, we, I could not, this is the other thing, which like working for the, I've, it's funny doing the Tony Awards now. Uh, yes. Someone mentioned, um, someone mentioned, like, there was, there was a thing we wanted to do, and someone said, look, you know, these are just the notes we get. You must get notes on your show all the time. And, and myself and Ben were like, no, never, never. Have the single most supportive network of people who never ever go, hey, listen, you can't, you can't do that. Or, or we'll call and go, I saw that last night. You can't do that again. They just go, go, run with it, run. Which I also think is the freedom of doing a show at 1237 at night. Right. That, you know, so we've, they're unbelievably supportive in, in every single way. I'm fascinated by this bit you do where you have to eat something disgusting. Mm -hmm. Uh, in order, I know you are. You're really, yeah. You, yeah. I could not do that. I mean, if I was on your show and you said to me, you have to eat a cow. So I think you said to share, share, um, you can either tell me. Uh, something positive about Donald Trump. Yeah. Or you can eat this cow's tongue. And yeah. She chose to eat the cow's yeah. tongue. I couldn't eat a cow's <clears throat> fucking tongue. Well, so I'll tell you the interesting thing about that one with Cher, right? So she uh, she came on the stage. This is when we were in London. We'd taken the show to London. Uh, and she came on and she handed me. And when she's done the show a few times, I really, I'm incredibly fond of her. She handed me a piece of paper when she shook my hand. And I opened it and it was like a... a 
little kind of notepad piece of paper and it said, James, uh, I don't want to do this. I wish I hadn't agreed to it. And I, there's a chance I might not do it. But I want you to know I love you and I love the show. I'm just having real fears about this. The eating thing. Yeah. yeah. So I just went over and I was like, look, don't worry about it. I was like, all of these things are delicacies around the world. None of these things, like in, in, in many places, some of the, they're just odd to us. Right. They're not odd. And a lot of it doesn't taste bad. It's not It dangerous. really doesn't. It's just your psyche of something being new. I was like, I, I promise you, I promise you, all of these things are all Safe. fine. And you don't have to worry about anything. You just got to have a good time. And she was like, okay, you sure? I was like, yes, just enjoy it. Have oh, a blast. That's, that's funny. I thought you were going to say, I went up to Cher and I said, Cher, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. Don't worry about it. No, you said to her, hey, we've cooked these things. We've made no, sure that like, they're this doesn't edible. Matter. This all doesn't matter. Uh. Don't overthink it. Don't worry about it. It's going to be like, you've just got to enjoy this. Don't worry about it, you know? Well, the questions that you would, uh, were asked, uh, they, they said, let's review who the best uh, host of the Tonys was to the worst host of the Tonys or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. You, so you chose to say that Neil Patrick Harris was the greatest host. Yeah. of, the, And I think then you put Hugh Jackman yes. as a great host. Yes. I don't know where, um, you know, I was thinking about this. So you, you did the Tonys once already. That's right. And then you took a two-year hiatus. Yeah. You didn't, uh, they must have asked you and you probably said no. Yeah, but then I, I, I knew that I was going to do the Grammys, so I thought it was, I thought it was silly to do two things in a, in a year would be because a little greedy. The year after you was Kevin Spacey. That's right. It shows you how in show business. Oh my God. Uh, two years ago, Kevin Spacey was the toast of the town hosting the uh, Tony. Yeah. And now he's like, he, he can't even walk out of his house, I imagine. He appears in court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's unreal. It's madness. You wouldn't answer who the best carpool karaoke guest was. Isn't that true? You, you, in other words, you avoided saying who the very best was. Well, it's not the best. I could say who my favorite was. Yeah. My, my favorite for sure. Paul McCartney. Yeah. Isn't that weird? The last time you were here. Well, you guessed it. I did. We were about to leave to go. We were about to fly to liverpool it was so weird and you were like it's mccartney and i was like i can't say because and the reason i wouldn't say was a we wanted it to be a surprise but b i thought this could still fall through right and i would look ridiculous yeah, no i said to you you said i, I can't say who it is <clears> but i have a very yeah. big guess like oh it's paul mccartney now i mean i didn't i just don't know the throwaway yeah. Of the yeah. Yeah. He, he just went it's <laughs> mccartney <laughs> he just and said it, it straight away yeah <laughs> i felt like maybe i have some sort of psychic You're connection psychic. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but uh, but you wouldn't say who was the least favorite guest on your show. No, I'd never do that. You would never do I'd that. Never but there is that. a person. When I say to you least favorite guest, you have this person in mind. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they're that they're bad. I just mean that it didn't fly for whatever reason. But that it, it's I would never ever say it. I would never say that. Ever. Are there carpool karaoke's that you have not aired? No. Okay. Not that I, no, no, never that I've done. We've okay. had them all, yeah, for okay. sure. What I was curious about with carpool karaoke is the Barbara Streisand one. Yes. She ends up driving the car. Yes. Is that she is infamous for no matter when she appears, she's very concerned about lighting and position yeah. and mm -hmm. everything. She has a good side to her face, a bad. Believe me, I understand. I, I, I'm still looking for my good side. <laughs> sure. So, so uh, w was she in the driver's seat because she demanded that because she felt she would look better in the driver's seat? Um, well, I think the first thought was that she wanted to do something that felt different and fun. Okay. And then, but that could have been the reason that they'd given for, for that. I don't know. We're You're just, smiling. It looks like Barbara, I hit on something. When it's Barbara Streisand, you just go whatever you want. <laughs> right, whatever right. you want to do. Yeah. You're Barbara Streisand. 
this is inconceivable to us that you would ever come and do this segment a few years ago. And I think I get, I have to say, I got a real kick out of her whole, just being in her orbit for like, just but a moment. I, I just absolutely loved her. She's, I, I always thought she'd be perhaps more filtered, more go, but she just, she was just like, it was, it was incredible being around her. She's I an incredible she's, woman. Yeah. She's, I mean. in, it's an insane thing that she's got which is unquantifiable, really, where you just hang on her every word. You know? Some people have that. I always thought she was completely ignored as a director, probably because she was a woman. Yeah. I mean, she directed some great films. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think she got the recognition for it. I don't think she ever won the Oscar. No, was I, she nominated? I think no. she won the Oscar for performance, yes? Performance, for performance yes. But yeah. not, not for not, a director, not for yeah. You know, I understand why the Paul McCartney one would be your... your I mean, a guy from England, you probably worship the Beatles as much as I do. Yeah, it's just mind blowing that you're sitting there doing "Let It Be" in Liverpool. In Liverpool, yeah, with Paul McCartney, you cried. Yeah, it was. It was emotional. I don't know what happened, but it was the single most sort of. I just, I couldn't. It. I just couldn't. I couldn't believe that I was. I, I remember when I was doing it, thinking, "I don't know what I've done to deserve such memories." Mm. Right. I don't know what. I don't know what has gone right that I would that I would have such memories, all of it, everything, the show, the Tonys, but like there in Liverpool, I think as we, you know, there was like some jet lag involved and you, you're flying. And then we got up to Liverpool and we had really planned everything we were going to do. You know, we were, we were really thinking about every single uh, second of it and what to do. And, and I had a lot of conversations with, with Paul about it. And, uh, and then we and then we're there and we're doing it and I just had this overwhelming feeling of like my my grandfather who was a, a a musician who I'm pretty sure introduced the Beatles to me um with with my dad at the time uh, and just had this overwhelming feeling of like this if if he could see this if he could just get the if he had the opportunity to shake the man's hand it would have made his week, his month, his year, and here am I singing these very songs, and it just, I couldn't help it, it just came, I could, it overwhelmed me in the whole moment, and the, the, the brilliance of the man, of Paul, was when I, I said to him, and I was shocked by it, I'm not someone who's like so quick to be that emotional, you're driving around, it's just me and him in a car, and I said, I didn't expect that, and he said, that's the power of music, and I, and I said to him, my, if my granddad was here, he'd get a real kick out of this, and he just went, he is. And I was oh. like, <laughs> like, wow. like, and before that, he told a story, which I hadn't heard before of how let it be came to him that he'd had this vision of his, of his mother, Mary saying, just let it be, let it be. like, and the whole thing you're like, and then we're pulling up to his house. And I don't know, I've never, I'd heard the phrase, oh, I stopped traffic before. And I'd never really understood it until like walking down Penny Lane with Sir Paul McCartney and every single car at the junction is stopped and you cannot hear a single horn. Wow. No one is beeping their horn because they're just going, oh my God, it's Paul McCartney. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And you're like, what? This is madness. It's weird to be in his presence because yeah. I know it affects me because I go, this is a guy who, who basically saved my life when I was a teenager. Things weren't going great. 
but I had that music. Yeah. And it was real powerful in my life. Yeah. To me, those guys were like saints. Religion didn't speak to me. That yeah, spoke to me. For sure. And there's the guy who was the vessel for all that stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing to be lucky enough to be in a room. But I'm curious with you, because you seem like a guy who can hold on to good things in his life. Like you say, I'm so lucky to have these memories. Mm. Are you the type of guy who can really appreciate things that happen to you and hold on to it and say, man, this is fantastic. I love it. Or, or, or do you destroy those moments by going, oh, shit, I got to do another show. It's over. How am I going to top that? And I'm all fucked up over this. No, I think I think the uh, what I find the thing to do is to uh, enjoy it at the absolute moment. And then uh, and then and then you've got to let it go. I don't think what you can do is in a month or a year or two years time be going. What about that thing I did, huh? Because why? I think, then you rest on your laurels? Because then I just don't think you're, I don't think that's where you find your most creative sort of self. I think you can't really have a rear view mirror. That's you know? not real, that you know, supposing that's, what it was that like. Was, yeah. That was it, but like, what's next? But if you're not enjoying something at the moment that you're doing it, then I think you're, re then, you, then that's where unhappiness is, is breeds, you know? Yeah, because I, I've noticed, and this is a, again, another kind of psychiatry therapy thing. Yeah. But like, I could have a book that's number one on the bestseller list, or I could just have done this wonderful interview with, um, Anderson Cooper on sure. CNN and went really well. Yeah. And people are telling me it was great. And literally within 10 minutes, I don't remember it. I don't rejoice in it. I don't feel like something like it's almost like a curse like it's but that's I can't because enjoy it. but that's because i think your life and correct me if i'm wrong your life has exceeded your expectations of beyond course. measure so you there might be some part of you subconsciously that puts that down to if i can't enjoy this because i didn't enjoy it then and look where it got me now do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, that you're tell going, me. Explain that. That I you're saying know. that you're saying part of the thing that has made my life so great is the very fact that I can't, I enjoy, can't it. enjoy it. So if I stop and enjoy it, well, what am I then? What if it all goes away? I've got to be the guy that's always thinking about the next thing. But what do we do next? I'm doing a book. I refuse to take the book that the guy delivers me to my apartment bound in a thing saying look all you've got to do is sign this you go right. no i've got to torture myself about this because if i don't torture myself about this it won't be me and then i might not be a success and yes. then it all might disappear yes and that is a that is a constant struggle i think of anybody who um puts themselves out there creatively to do anything yeah or maybe i just can't accept anything good i don't think that's true and i think you're probably better at accepting things that are good now no, <laughs> You, know you must be. You must be. You have to bit, be. A little bit better. You have to be. A little bit better, you're right. And I your children. Tell you a story. Your, you know, your children, like the, all of those things, they, they must bring, um, and the success of this, like this, if you're talking about punk moves, like this move to Sirius XM was probably the most punk move you could Absolutely. have taken at the time. That's true. So when you made that jump, had you made peace with the notion that this might not work? Uh... No, the, it had to work. Yeah, that's how it was. There was no way it wasn't going to work. So, did, but did you think it won't work immediately no, overnight? I knew it would work. 
Did you? Yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Even on your own. Without a doubt. Because I can see how you'd be like that, talking to Gary, talking to Robin, all those things. I can see that you would be, guys, this is going to be great. But when you're on your own in the restroom, or you're laying in bed staring at the ceiling and your wife's asleep, you're still thinking, this will work. No, I'm thinking, I don't even remember... I know, because I remember the phone call I had with him. Right, go on. And he said, I don't exactly know what this is, but we've got to make it work. Wow. Yeah, and it it had to. Yeah. We had a choice. (laughs) You know what? You are crazy. I watched the segment with you uh, skydiving with Tom Cruise. Yeah. I thought you were completely out of your mind. I really? mean, you will do anything for that show. I, I admire your, like, you'll get on a plane, you'll go to England, you'll do, you know, whatever. You're endlessly, you have endless energy for that for that television show. Getting into a plane with Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise, by the way, looks like he skydives, like, on a regular, everyday basis. Yeah. I mean, the dude is pretty hardcore. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. You just can't. I, I, it's incredible to be around him. His like, spirit and energy is... I would have said, you know, this is it. I love my TV show, but I'm drawing the fucking line. I am not, <laughs> I'm not jumping out of a plane with Tom Cruise. Is that something you really wanted to do, or you just felt like, hey, I got to man up and do this? Well, that, yeah, for sure. Because I just thought, actually, because it all comes back to, all of that comes back to the notion of going, I'm not going to be doing this forever. Right. So... Now's the time. When, when, we, when we stop, whenever that day is, we'll go... Fucking look what we did. Look what we did in that amount of time. Look what we did. And jumping out of a plane with Tom Cruise and like the notion. And you know, what people don't see is like the, 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 the man hours from the team on our show. Oh, to get that done. They were getting up. They got up at midnight to travel to the thing, to be there, to prep it, to do the thing. Cause then we, we jumped out the plane. And then did a show that night. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. We I did, mean, it was a yeah. lot of work. Yeah, it was. That abs- could have been the whole show, actually. We did two jumps. We did two jumps to sort of film it right. So we oh. did back-to-back jumps. <laughs> oh, I didn't jumps. know that. We uh. did back-to-back jumps. And Tom did a jump before I got there Ooh. to <laughs> just Loosen work up. out. No, to work <laughs> out the plotting of the. And he's incredible. Tom um, prepped the. Uh, Tom prepped. The guy I was going to jump with, he interviewed five people right. himself on the phone wow. to pick who he felt was the best person for me to jump with. What, is, what, what was the whole story, though? I, I didn't understand this with he, um, you know, you met him somewhere and you wanted him on the show and you, you know, but then he had to give you his phone number. No. Well, what happened was um, Thomas, we have a group, great relationship with Tom on the show. Right. So he came on the show and we did, we've like recreated his entire film career. We did a stupid thing in London where I had had, had an idea for a new business called uh, a, a, a cruise boat on the River Thames called Tom's Cruise on the River James Corden, right? right. And, and, and it was ridiculous and all those things. And we've always done fun stuff. And then his publicist got in touch and said he was being honored with a, an award, big filmmakers award in Vegas. Would I go? And, and host it as a surprise. And I was like, absolutely, of course, sure. So I went up, I did it, and he was amazing. He gave the most eloquent speech. The clip reel of his career is like nothing Staggering. you've ever seen. You right. can't actually get your head around it, the, the life that this, the things that this man has done. And then after the show, Tom said, oh, thank you so much, James. Are, are you going to come to this thing? I said, I've got to fly back. Uh, he said, well, look, you know, you know, stay in touch, give me a call. And I said, I said, look, I said, Tom, that's really lovely. 
I said, but I don't have your phone number. Yeah, how do you and get that? And he went, yeah, you do. I went, no, honestly, I don't. He went, I'll get it to you. I went, Tom, you don't have to. I know, like, you feel I know weird, you're not, right? I said to him, I said, I know you're not lying. I know that you mean this, but don't worry about it. And you're I not going to call him anyway. Like, I get it. Yeah. You know, anyway, he was like, I'll get you my number. I was like, you won't, but this has been great. Yeah, yeah. So we leave and we're kind of laughing and joking. Two days later, uh, my assistant came into the office and said, can you, you've got to go down to conference room one or whatever. And I went in and in conference room one was, uh, a load of a massive amount of balloons that said, thank you. And a box. And I opened the box and there was a cake in the shape of a telephone with all of these symbols, odd symbols on the, on the dial of an old rotary dial telephone. And then in an envelope was a, uh, dictaphone. And it said, press play. So I press play and it says, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to work out the code and call the number on your cell phone. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. And then it went, dun, 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 wow. dun. so I sit on my own in this conference room trying to figure out what number correlates to what thing. and. Uh, and then I think I've worked it out. I called once. It said it was just going, ooh, ooh, ooh. So I got it wrong. I changed two numbers. I called and this voice went, hello. I went, is that Tom Cruise? And he went, is that James Corden? I said, yeah. He went, well, now you've got my number. Wow. Now you <laughs> and see, that was it. And I was that like, this me. is amazing. Now that's a thank you for yeah, doing that for him. It's because just the most amazing thing. Because he put time and effort into this thing. So much effort. Yeah, I mean, a ridiculous you, you think, why would Tom Cruise do that? But he did. For sure. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's really good. Or Tom has too much time on his hands, maybe. I don't, I just, <laughs> I think he creates time. I do. I think he physically like from his creates time. He I have no time. idea where he it comes from. <laughs> so talk to me about the Tonys. What's the game plan? You're going to host, that's this Sunday night. It's Sunday night. This Sunday yeah. night, it's a, uh, it's a tough crowd. Crowd. I mean, because they... Oh, I think it's the best crowd. It is? Yeah. Yeah. It's the best crowd. But they consider you one of theirs because you've done... I would hope so. You've done plays. I yeah. mean, you know, you're one of these guys who mm. can uh, handle their world. And the game plan is what? We're going to go in. going to go in. Do we have a monologue? No. We have a song. A song. We're going to open with a Interesting. song. Interesting. We're going to open with a song. And a, a funny song. I hope so. You got it all worked out? We're in the process of it. We started rehearsing it yesterday. Is it one of these songs that incorporates all of the musicals that are being honored? There might be some incorporations throughout it, I, I, I imagine. Are you yeah. nervous? Yeah, always. Always, always nervous. Why? Because you, you know that when you do a song, it can lay an egg, right? It's not that. I See, I'm a fan of nerves. I think nerves are good. I think you are only nervous when you want to do your best. Right. Like, you're only nervous when something matters. So... I just hope that I can harness the nerves in the right way. No, I'm just nervous because it's live on television, and if you fall over, that's it, really. You're a meme. You don't drink before uh, the uh, show? God, no. No. no you got to be at the top of your game. For sure, no. You won't no smoke chance. any weed? No. Oh, God, are you joking? By no the way, I, chance. I, I meant to ask you, do you watch porn at all? Or are you one of these well, guys? Well, I heard you talking about this. Yes. I have issues with internet pornography, and I'll tell you my, I'll tell you my issue, is yeah. I think it's ruined pornography and the experience of pornography for a teenage boy why because the single greatest day at school <laughs> was when andrew wilkerson found a porno magazine that belonged to his older brother or his dad 
and he brings it into school and it is a moment of self-discovery and it gets passed around the class it's like the holy grail yeah and two weeks later by the time it gets to you you got to crack it with a toffee hammer (laughs) you know it's like and that experience it was like oh you'd see some you know you'd see like you'd see a woman it's too accessible it's just right there everything's there it's there it's done and that's it and i think it's ruined the uh the formative experience of finding yourself and what you might enjoy so you do not enjoy uh internet porn i this find is not your it thing. i find it uh, a a conflicting experience does it take you out of your marriage if you watch uh internet porn in other words uh, you should just focus on your marriage sex there and that way everything will be fine I don't, well, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think every man has to make his own choice. As I to feel what people look do. to you for sexual advice. I think then they would, they would, they should find another person. <laughs> you're not that guy. <laughs> I don't think so. Yes. And your family is very religious though. Also, that well, might my father in. and my mother is. Yeah. Very I, religious. I, I imagine my dad has watched some internet porn and he's a Christian book salesman. Yeah. He sells a Bible. That's right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, you think your dad does watch internet porn? I imagine then? he will have done. Yes. I don't know if he does regularly. But I'm, I got a feeling. Do you have the type of relationship where you could ask your father, do you regularly watch, you know, dad, I know you're a very religious man. <laughs> do you regularly, or, or would you just avoid but He's that? religious in a good way. He's what I consider good religious, right. where he'll go, like if he was here now and you tried to have a conversation with him about religion, he would go, fucking hell, Howard, I don't know. <laughs> I just I sell know. these books. This nobody would go, this just gets me through the day. Right. And you choose your path and I'll choose mine. He doesn't proselytize. And we'll see if we're right or not. But right. he goes, He's open to science. He's like, I get it. This, <laughs> this absolutely might be nonsense. Right. But personally, it helps me. And I believe it. Sounds and I'm like going to go good for guy. It. He's great. He's we terrific. like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have no daddy issues. No, zero. None. Will you make Trump jokes or political jokes at the Tonys? Will you? That crowd likes a political jab at the president. We Will you go? We thought there? about it, you know. We sort of did last time. Last time it was during the election, yes. and we did a we did a bit where Glenn Close was Hillary Clinton singing "I Really Need This Job" from right. a chorus line, and Andrew Rannells was Donald Trump in the book of uh, we called it the Book of Moron. Um, <laughs> but I I don't know I don't know if we will this year. I don't know. I also think Trump you, you, they've got to be reactive to something. So we'll see what happens in the news, but certainly as it's planned right now, there's no sense of any kind of monologue or, or patter of jokes. It's, it's stuff. You You're know? here in New York now because you, you probably have to rehearse. Oh, do we? Co- yeah. And, and what say. is that schedule? In other words, will you leave here today and then go over to this theater where you're going to have the time? We tones? leave here today to an orchestra. We were rehearsing all day yesterday. We leave here now to go to an orchestra call to sing the song with the, with the orchestra, yes. um, which will be sort of thrilling. And then we're going to go and back and start just yeah carrying on and rehearsing the show because it's a it's a it's a big number. You seem so upbeat. Do you ever complain that you're just burnt out? That you're too tired for all this stuff? It seems like you're doing a lot. Um, you're a young guy though. I guess you got that that I mad energy. I think I probably yeah. I I think I do complain. I, I I'm only bad if I don't get enough sleep. Right. And I and I'm a real advocate of sleep. Is Me too. the key. Yeah. I just think sleep is everything. You can get through anything if you get sleep. eight hours. Like <laughs> yeah. that's eight hours it. is what you need. Oh yeah, that's it. You got to go for it. So last night I was I was asleep at nine forty five, and nice. I woke up this morning at 
Seven. Nice. And that's oh. the, I mean, my You're like God, a pr- I see me. you're delightful. Look at me. I'm over <laughs> the moon. I'm overjoyed. And I thought, I've got to get to sleep early. I've got to be good for Howard. Have you seen all the nominated shows? If you're the host of the Tonys, do you need to see these shows or can you wing it? I've seen, no, I've seen quite a few. Luckily, a few of the shows were on in London. So I, I've seen, I've seen uh, three or four productions that were on in London. I'm, I'm going to go and see some shows this week. Um, I'm going to see The Constitution. I'm going to see Hadestown. I'm going to see... Wow. Uh, I'm going to try, yeah, try and see as much what as I can. What is better, England or America? Where is it number one? Who you is mean as one? a country? That's right. Who is number oh, one, yeah. England or America? <laughs> <laughs> well, on. I think they are both in an absolute tie at, at number two right now. <laughs> oh, <I see>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. with everything that's happening at home and everything that's happening here. Everything's a mess. You're, yeah, you're, you're sort of, uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't know. That will always be home, but I... I fucking love America. I gotta say, I yeah, do. It's a great place. Oh my gosh. It's like, you sometimes, sometimes when I, I sort of see people, you know, complaining to the extent that, 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 that they might, I want to go, you understand that you live in this place, which historically to the rest of the world represents joy and optimism. Yeah, we don't, don't see that. Don't lose that. Right, right. Don't lose that. That's good. If you lose that to other countries, like you represent so much optimism and joy and the notion that anything is possible you can do anything here we don't see that don't lose that right because other countries look to it as like see and you 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 can't lose that you can't disappear within your own echo chamber of social media anger you've got to remember that like you're gonna walk out and this is manhattan it's incredible walking through new york it's just i mean how lucky can you be to get to walk around any state in America with, with all the plate lines and faults and things that are, and the issues and things that I understand. And there are heinous things happening, awful things happening, you know, and absolutely people should be allowed to have an abortion in, right. in Georgia. Like it's a yeah, fucking right. disgrace and you should be angry about it. Be angry about it, but don't lose the, the notion of what made the place great in the first place. Because then you'll never even have to have someone ask a question to make it great again. Because yes. it's already pretty great. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I think that's exactly how I feel about this country. But, you, you know, know when what, you don't go outside of the country, you don't know what it means to the rest of the right. world. That's right. The yeah, rest of the world sees for sure. Yeah. 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 I heard you got drunk with Jimmy Fallon at the Met Gala. You yeah. guys were swapping drinks. But How many yeah. drinks did you have? That not, night? not enough to be, to be that. It wasn't like you sloppy, sloppy drunk. drunk. No, yeah. no, no. It was just, we, he was sat quite close to me and someone, uh, came over and put down, I think like a, like a vodka soda or a tequila soda, something like that. And I, and I said, Oh, where did you get that drink? He said, Oh, I just bought, I said, Oh, can I have a sip? And I took the glass and I drank it all and gave him the glass <laughs> back. So then I'm sat and I had like a glass of wine. And Jimmy didn't even ask. He just walked past, took the wine, and, and down that. It. And then that just became a a thing. Then we did it maybe three times. Oh man! But that was. But that's. See, three, I'd be, three I'd be hammered. I'm a lightweight. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't so bad that there was like hammerage. But it was. It was. It certainly went to my knees. Right. Where I thought, oh, that was a mistake. That that joke that I thought was hilarious was. Was not Speaking of jokes, do. when people say, oh, that was British humor, like sometimes I'll meet a guy from England who goes, oh, you don't get it because it's British humor. Do you think the humor is that different? No. No, I, 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 I really I, don't. Right. Not at all. It's a bullshit thing. I, yeah, I yeah. don't think, I think, I think my hunch is that guy knows deep down his joke wasn't that funny. You're right. That's the stand up, <laughs> that's the stand up comedian who thinks that his joke went over everybody's heads and they didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, that's You're right. like, really? There's a hundred people here. Not um, one of them got it. You know, I don't prescribe to that at all. Well, James Corden. 
Let's review. Let's review. Let's review. <laughs> this is my favorite bit in Killers. Yeah, well, come so on. This we is no it. bit. We should review. You <laughs> said a lot here. What time review. is it? Oh, my God. You've been let's here like review. over an hour. I love it. You've I've said a lot. You've said a lot. First of all, you're celebrating. You got your late night show. Yep. You're going into a big contract negotiation. Sounds like you got them by the balls. <laughs> but he true. wants to continue. Yeah. yeah wants to sure. continue, but he doesn't want to continue. Oh, you know what? Actually, not. I'm not even sure what the fuck he says. <laughs> you want more free time. I get it. You want to make some more movies? Like things you. like that. Yeah, what do you do? No, three days you, a week? Yeah, that's right. Is that what <laughs> you mean, want? No. I don't want that. I you don't want, want three days off. a week. You want summers off? Is that what I, you want? It's not really. I, yeah, a little bit of time. You want summers off? A little bit of time. All right. This is an easy What is a little time? How much time do you have now? Just some time. That's Sounds like you got more than enough time. is the only thing we got. It's That's the only thing that exists. It's the only commodity. It's the only thing that exists. It's the only thing that's worth anything. Where are you at with uh, Les Moonves? Who was your mentor? Are we, uh, are we, are we not talking to him? I'm I, not I talking to him. I haven't, I haven't spoken to him. Does it feel weird? Because he was a, a good, you know. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I It must right. have been a difficult time for you when he... Uh, left the network in the sense that, hey, here's a guy. Well, the whole controversy that was going on. Like, how do you feel about a person who's meant so much to your life and hearing these things about him? Mostly, you know, you you just sort of think, oh, man, you know, okay. But I I sort of, it was, it's, yeah, we, we, we sort of talked about it a, a, a little, a little on the show where, you know, look, I, I, I get it. I think accountability is a, a big thing, but it, it doesn't change my, my feelings for him and his family. I, 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 you know, it, it, it just, it doesn't. And I, and I mostly, I just, I just, I was all right, but I haven't spoken to him. I haven't yeah. had any contact with him. Yeah. It's weird. I, uh, I never liked him that much anyway. Well, I know well, this. Yeah, no, he I know me. this. In but fact, I mean, you had me too moments. <laughs> <laughs> right. But Julie, I like. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and you'd have Julie on the show. For sure. Right. Of course. You should have Julie on the show. I want to and watch that. And call her Julie, Julie who? Julie Moonves. That's yeah, right. of course we'd have her on. You will have her on? Of course. If she ever wanted to come on, of course. Yeah. Would you go to dinner with Les if he invited you? I'll, I'll give it some thought. It's <laughs> a tough question. That's not I'll a yes. All right, eat the cow's tongue. You don't have to answer. Yeah, I don't know, man. whole world is its weird, man. It's all weird. But you're doing good. But I, I think, look, I think a lot of these things is is you 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 have to... You have to just to sort of you have to accept that there's it, whenever you're in a period of flux or a period of change. Like, look if you if you stand on if you stand on someone's neck for a hundred years and then you take your foot off, they're not going to come back and go, "Oh, thanks so much." They're going to go, "Why the fuck did you stand on my neck for a hundred years?" You know. Right. So you've got to just accept the the change of the world that you're in and know that ultimately it will be for the the better of society. I think. Yeah, I think sure. you're like an amazing person, and very few people think like you. Oh, you're very sweet, Robin. Really? Well, wait a second. Hold on, Jay. <laughs> what about me? I'm amazing. What do you mean? I tell you that oh. every day. Oh, I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that I'm amazing, too. <laughs> of course you are. Oh, we're we're, we're, we've all got the book. Well, Robin's just got it. He's his, a guest his, here, his, Listen to this. I arrived today. I would like I, you to give this book to your father for Father's Day. Well, listen to this. I arrived, a book. I arrived today, <laughs> opened my backpack. And I was like, and last night when I was getting getting ready for bed, I put my I put my backpack next to like the the little sort of desk thing in our hotel room, sure. and I had your book on the side, and I said, ah, oh, and then I thought, all right, I've got to remember that book. I picked my backpack up, I said bye to the kids, I left, and I got here, and I was like, oh no, I forgot the book because I wanted to get you to sign it. Yes. So someone's brought it down. Oh, oh, 